This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. We're back on our Bondathon. Bondathon? Bond marathon. Bond stravaganza? That's good. Bondgasm? <laughs> it's not inaccurate. No. And also, presumably, only one person gets the Bondgasm. Yes. Bond. Yeah. Well, yes. No, no one else does. Or maybe not, because there is a particular line at the end of this, which we will get to. Oh, that's to. right. Okay, yeah. Because we are, of course, talking about the world is not enough. Number three in uh, in the Bond, Pierce Brosnan stravaganza. Yes. Uh, the wheels are coming off a little bit, I feel. I feel like a lot for this one. Mm-hmm. It's quite dull. It's really dull. That's the biggest problem with it. Yeah. yeah. Look, we haven't got to Die Another, Die Another Day. Day, which obviously we will next week. I hope, you know, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that one is, it's a mile a minute and there's crazy gadgets and girls and dumb things Palace happening. Palace is made out of ice. Yeah, but this one's just like, I don't know, it's someone who wants oil <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it feels to me like, it, it feels like maybe like, the most it feels like one of the most boring of the more bonds. Yeah, like it's just it goes on a bit, and then you sort of slowly make your way to another location, mm-hmm. and then he's got to surveil the location for a long time and have a few conversations. <laughs> yes, and that's right. On and on, on and on. You know. Yeah, look, this will also go on and on, but leave a like because you know <laughs> we're we're, in, we're doing we're in this too. We're yeah. in this with you. That's right. We're going to do this together. <laughs> yeah, but we're the only ones who watched it though. Nobody <laughs> well, that's else, nobody true, else yeah. watched it. That being said, I, I think there are some high points. Mm-hmm. Not the opening, which is just him walking into a room and there's a minor confrontation and then he repels out a window, not even using a gadget, not even using his belt, which he had in previous movies. He's using the greatest gadget of all, a wounded man. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he I ties guess the rope right. to the guy and then, then leaps out the side. What I enjoyed about this is the assassin he's pursuing, She she's on the run because she's like, oh no, I... I, you can't protect me. There's a man that I fear even more than you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. She's come into this with like a sniper rifle and a bunch of throwing knives and like a shotgun that shoots grenades and like a, like a turret on the back of a boat. She's presumably been working at that bank for months, maybe yeah. years. She's like a world... Just disappear, lady. She's like a world-class <laughs> assassin, you know? Yeah, it's, the bad guy doesn't even show up till halfway through the movie. Who knows what he's doing? Yeah, he doesn't show up till like the 48-minute mark or something like yeah. that. And also... That guy has no feeling in his body. No. So you know what? If you could, if you wanted to escape him, just walk behind him. He wouldn't know. <laughs> be able to feel the wind. 
<laughs> That's it. Would well, you want to talk about uh, Mr. Bullet to the head? Mr. Bullet at his brain. Yeah, Robert Carlyle. I feel it's a very... He's a favourite actor of yours, I assume. Yeah, I, like he's great. Transporting other things. Hamish Macbeth. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> all of these things. Plunkerton McLean. Yeah, sure, that? absolutely. Know, all of these things, but he's kind of a knockoff Blofeld, like looks-wise. Yeah, uh-huh. And he's just... I like the idea that, you know, he doesn't feel pain, but they're also like, he doesn't feel pain, and every day as the bullet inches closer and closer to his death, he gets stronger. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Look, it's no diamond face, yeah. which is obviously more ridiculous, uh-huh. but I, I, don't, I can't buy that. Mm. Not even for a second. They should have been like, every day the bullet inches closer to his brain and he loses feeling, but he gains strength. And also he has bear traps for feet. You know, <laughs> give, him right, something, yeah. give him something like Jaws. Clank, you know? clank, snap, snap. Exactly. Yeah, I get yeah. I do like, though, the that MI6 is infiltrated. I always enjoy that in the Bond films, the few times that it happens. Because it kind of turns everything on its head. You because know what you I mean? love... Bureaucratic bungling is what you like. <laughs> That's right, I do. And this is nothing but. But I like the idea that, you know, Bond and the people he work with, they're not even safe at home. I mean, sometimes it'll be something like Q will plug in a laptop or, or a USB drive that he definitely shouldn't. Sure, that's right. But I, I like the idea of, you know, the bomb and the pal and it's, you know, tethered to the money and all of those mm. things. I think that's quite nice. It's also a better opening than the actual opening. You know what I mean? It's, it, 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 it gets things going. It's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel maybe that's the thing. I, I guess you could even... I guess you could even take away the opening sequence and replace it with a couple of lines of dialogue. Yeah. I went to the bank and I got this money. I rappelled out the window using the greatest weapon of all a man. And now I'm here. Exactly. Perfect. I guess but then tra- I guess they have the budget for a chase. Yeah, well, that's true. And yeah. if, as, as tradition in Hollywood, if you don't use the budget for a chase, they just burn it all. So. <laughs> that's exactly right, yeah. What do you think of the superboat? When Q's like, don't steal my superboat, it's not of all, ready. First of all, he's using MI6 resources for his own personal gain because he's like, that's my retirement boat. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting. He's got his staff are working on it. Do you really think it's his retirement? He boat? says it's his retirement. Yeah, boat. but is it really his retirement boat? Yeah, he's. You know what? He's really old <laughs> and he doesn't care anymore. That's why he's just straight up saying he's like, "And I ate your lunch, and I ate your lunch." You know. <laughs> also, John Cleese, I, I hate you. I hate you. I know your initial was on that uh, was in that meal in the fridge, but I ate it anyway. I don't <laughs> care. Right. Uh. Yeah. Well, I, what I love about that boat chase, it really highlights what a prick James Bond is. He's just ruining everyone's day and ruining lunches, as you mentioned, just driving over things and through things. That boat somehow works on land and that's that's (laughs) fine, I guess. There's a bit also, you know, where he goes underwater and it's the worst series of cuts to get him underwater. Uh That boat clearly can't do it. There's like a fade and then he's underwater adjusting the tie. Mm -hmm. Rosden's idea. And then he's out of it. It's just not, Yeah, you know. mm. Is this the one where they, um, he also, he also, uh, splashes some parking inspectors. Does that happen in this one? That's entirely possible. All right, yeah. yeah. Or it could be one of the ones where he's in Italy and they're like, Mamma mia, we're just trying to get around on our mopeds. <laughs> or it could be this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're Mario Kart cosplayers. <laughs> we're taking a holiday in, a ma- in, in Italy. <laughs> so, speaking of Desmond Llewellyn, though. Yes, Q. This is his last film. That's right. I didn't know mm-hmm. that he died in a car accident at age 85. I thought he died of old, old age. age. right? Yeah. That's incredible to me mm, that yeah. that happened. And it was street racing. Wow. Yeah. He was at a Mario Kart tournament. That's right. This is a, my dream to race <laughs> in. He really died. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. I mean, he'd be dead by now regardless, I'm sure. But what's with that last line? 
He's like, you know, like I always told you. you. No, you haven't. (laughs) You've You've never never said that in your life. You've never said, you've never said, he he says to Bond, I've always taught you two things. Never let him see you bleed and also have an escape route. No, the only things he's ever said to Bond are, bring back my equipment in good condition. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're dead. You're you're dead (laughs) meat, mate. You're bashed. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to eat your lunch while you're gone. (laughs) Yes. I do feel like though, always have an escape plan is kind of implied in the stuff that he gives him, Mm. including the... Uh, including the avalanche proof jacket. Yeah, that right. is the best example of a so specific Bond gadget that you would never give it to him for any reason. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes it's a watch with a laser and there's a there's a variety of situations where you would use that. That's right. But that jacket. Here's the thing. I, I, I've been thinking about it and I think Q's thought process is when Bond is going to a location... Yeah. Q figures out the worst, most irresponsible thing Bond could possibly do, and then he builds a gadget to counter it. So he goes, okay, well, Bond is going to be in the mountains, the worst thing, the dumbest thing a man could possibly do. The most egomaniacal thing a man could possibly do is cause an avalanche and expect to survive that avalanche. So Bond's going to do it, so I'll have to build him an av- avalanche-proof jacket, right? Yeah, you're absolutely That's not That maybe wrong, is what yeah. it is, yeah? Because otherwise, how would he, you know, yeah. why so specific? That is not incorrect. They were obviously ramping up for Desmond Llewellyn, and leaving this franchise with the introduction of R, John Cleese, mm-hmm. who's like, Bond, you better bring this car back. Like, don't say that, because you know he's just going to cut it in half if you say <laughs> something like that. I'd be like, Bond, do whatever you want with this car. Yeah. I don't even need it. I love you. <laughs> just clear some space in my workshop. Thank God. Just do it. <laughs> Take my lunch. You want to you blow some other stuff up? Here you go. And Bond would be like, no. No, no not really, I guess. It does feel like the end of... Uh, an era having mm. Desmond Llewellyn go. Because, right. you know, he was a staple of this franchise and it really shifts gear in the next movie and then again when it reboots yep. with him not. So it does feel like the end of this 60s era Bond, you know? Do you think it was Desmond Llewellyn being a diva? In, in, in past movies, they'd be like, hey, Desmond, in this scene, you've got to give Bond an invisible car. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I will not. I will. Well, apparently, that's ridiculous, and I will not be doing it. And they're like, uh, look, technically, Desmond's contract says he controls this franchise, so <laughs> he's, the, he's the only surviving cast member. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think. Um, well, he was planning to be in the next one. All right. So you know, he probably would have been around for it. I've just written here a funny bit would have been if Q was doing the fake elevator exit, <laughs> <laughs> like when he's like, always have an escape route, and then he just slowly. Steps down, yeah. and then Bond, Bond looks over the desk, and he's like, Q, you, you're still there, man. You... Maybe I'm on an escalator. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take the stairs down to my wine cellar. Up, but up, but up, but up. I would have loved that. That would have been a fitting conclusion, I guess. That's right, yeah. Does it really matter? No. Nah, does it, does it? Anyways, let's get on to, to the other villain of this movie, I guess. Spoiler alert for this. Uh, it came out in 99. Oh, it's Electric King. It's Electric King the whole time. If- you know the real villain is? Bullet to the head man. Well, I mean, yes, but also her father, the Electric King's father for building that oil pipeline. That's a really good point, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I didn't even think about it, but I'm like, really? <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe build some solar panels, man. Some wind. Some it was wind, 99. Wind oil was hot stuff. People loved it. People were bathing in it. You remember? It's, no, I couldn't hot afford stuff. it. Wow. <laughs> These days, I could if I wanted to. It's like a centre barrel. <laughs> it really is. I could set a whole bunch up in my backyard and shoot them doom style and have them blow up. <laughs> so... This movie, though, I feel if I hadn't known 
does have you second guessing about Electra. Yeah, right. There's yeah. enough red herrings in there and the performance is good enough where what, what is going on with this character? And I think it's a good reveal that I guess the reason the other villain doesn't show up till halfway is because he's not really the main villain. She is. Mm, true. Makes yeah. you think, doesn't it? Well, all it the, does. All the clues were there. Yeah. Apparently though, in early stages of production, the plan was that she was going to survive till the end and then it would conclude with James Bond putting her in a hospital while she recovered from Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, I see. Yeah, but then <laughs> this ending didn't test well and they were like, nah, but the audience was like, Killer. no, boo, shoot her. <laughs> yeah, right. Shoot her in cold blood. Do a classic Bond thing, shoot her while she's sitting on a bed or something. Yeah, man, that's that's straight up cold-blooded James Bond, which it we is. talked about last yeah. week. Yeah, But that's the world we live in and the world of James Bond. Look, I do want to talk about the torture machine as well and the other Bond woman who shows up in this franchise. But of course, this does have a video game. Should we video game? Let's do it right now. I'm sick of these video games. <laughs> Let's do it. They just add more work is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> also, if you're watching the extended audio thing, uh, it's not It's not in it. You gotta just watch imagine video. a video game. Yeah. You've seen video games before. If you've seen GoldenEye, it's much like GoldenEye. It's a bit different. Imagine GoldenEye, but a bit different. <laughs> a bit different. Imagine Mason talked about lining up barrels in his backyard and shooting at Doom style. That's imagine a, that's that. A, that's that's a need. visual reference people yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I want to talk about that torture machine. Okay. Bond torture is synonymous with Bond. Oh, right? yes. Some of them are not good, like the drilling machine, which takes away his memories or something. Oh, yes, Remember sure. that newer Inspector one? Inspector or Yeah, Skyfall. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's obviously the rope getting hit in the nuts. There's the laser. I think this is one of the best ones. Oh, you think so? Very simple. You, you feel like, you know, hearing the click of it and seeing it mm. press into his spine. That's it's not true. good. It feels horrible. Yeah. You know? Pierce Brosnan's doing a good job of being like, oh, no good. Oh, that's smart, he says. What I also like about this is he's injured at the start. And this is something that I guess Skyfall does. Uh-huh. And he's injured for the rest of it. So there yeah. is that kind of sense of like, he's not at his best for you know this what? movie. They should have let 009 cover this. <laughs> I mean, he'd been investigating ahead of time. I don't know who he or she is, but I reckon he should have. And then he goes to the doctor mm. and he seduces her to get his way, even though he's clearly, yeah. you know, he's, he's clearly not up for it. Or he's up for it. He's always up for it. But also, I, I, I feel like surely at this point... All the women of MI6 have like warned each other off this dude. Like they've all got a story about this guy. And also surely M would be like, oh, you've been cleared for duty. Yeah. Um, hey, doctor, did you get seduced for this? Oh, yeah. you did. Okay, you're all fired. <laughs> all of you are fired. You all should have known better. Every single one of you. That's are. very you, true. But you, Bond, get out. <laughs> We're putting 009 on this. Uh, I've just written here, it's good to see the gladiator Vulcan. I've also written, I've written Vulcan is in this movie and Vulcan is in all caps. So for people who don't know, do you have the actual actor's name there? I don't. I can bring it up. Please do. John Saru. All right. Um, yeah. So for people who don't know, uh, Electric King's... People per- know. Yeah, of course. But I mean, <laughs> let's assume you've hit your head in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. And you didn't watch Australian Gladiators in 1996. That's right. So uh, John... Or the Sar- Ashes, the crossover with England. Oh my God. Let's not get into it. Oh, uh, most Wolf. of the world knows... Wolf Commando. Uh, John Saru is better known in Australia as a Vulcan. Yes. He was one of the gladiators on the, the Australian version of, I guess, American Gladiators. So, yes. Mike so. Whitney was the referee. That's right. <laughs> Who dares wins? Uh, yes, that's right. I shouldn't put all this in. This isn't No, good. I keep it all and it's all good stuff. So, you know, if, if, if you're like, well, listen, I like the idea of this man being Electric King's bodyguard. He's certainly very sinister. But imagine if he was holding, like, a gigantic Q-tip and he was swinging it at somebody in, like... Like protective headgear and a little unitard <laughs> as they try and leap over some just an obstacle course and not fall into some water or something. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find that probably. Oh, on you YouTube. definitely can. Yeah. Uh, Mason, we didn't mention this for Goldeneye, and I'm sure we got comments, but toot toot, here comes the Robbie Coltrane. Very good, yes. Recurring right. character. That's right. 
He's a Very, great addition. I think he is too. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame he didn't shoot Bond when he had the chance. <laughs> Why doesn't he? I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, they've clearly got a pre-existing relationship. Yeah, because he shot him in the knee. Yeah. So why not a bit of quid pro quo? Mm. You know. Um, but yeah, no. It's a, it's a shame that this is a character that did not survive. I think even into the uh, the Daniel Craig era. I think. Yeah. He, I think of the characters we see in the Brosnan Bond series. I think. M is a good addition to the, the Craig, and I think Robbie Coltrane would have been as well. Yeah. Alas. Alas. Yeah. It was not to be. But he has, he has a good ending. He's got a good death. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Denise Richards is in this. <laughs> she was apparently attracted to the role of Dr. Christmas Jones, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a name that nobody would ever have, uh, <laughs> as she found the part to be brainy, athletic, and had a depth of character, uh, a change in direction from previous Bond girls. That's what they always say, though. Isn't it just? Now, the this isn't like your classic Bond The producers Bond girls. always lie, and then they're yeah. like, this one isn't going to be like all the other Bond girls. Yeah. We're she, calling you a Bond woman. That's right. She's in a different movie. She should be in Die Another Day. Yeah. Because I know uh, she gets a lot Tomb of... Tomb Raider. Yeah. Ex- well, that's obvious homage, that outfit. But yeah. if you put her in the next one, nobody yeah. would have noticed. No, that's I know true. she gets a lot of flack for this. And look, she's not good in it and she doesn't fit. But it's not her fault. It's Denise Richards in this boring-ass Bond movie. Right, exactly. It doesn't yeah. go together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's in all the scenes where it's just Bond in like a, like a Russian Department of Energy jumpsuit. Just filling in forms, you know? That's <laughs> yeah. not the kind of movie she, she should no, be in. that's exactly right. So the ending of this, they get in a submarine. Yes. And what's disappointing about this is, and you don't always need to go this way, like a big Bond lair or a castle or inside a volcano, but it's just slippery men awkwardly climbing <laughs> over poles in this awkward fist fight. Sounds like a perfect movie for a lot of people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't kink shame people who want slippery men on poles. Come on. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, but they're horizontal, aren't they? They should be vertical. Am I right, fellas? Or ladies? Women can like men too. That's very true. Yeah. But it's just not a good finale, really, is it? No, not really. They just climb into a submarine and, you know, you've seen it. I've seen movies, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh... I I wanted to ask you about this specific thing because I remember at the time you took somebody, like a friend, to see this movie and there was a particular line at the end of this movie. She'd never seen a Bond movie before, (laughs) I don't think. And And you'd seen the previous ones. I'm like, they're not bad. This is pretty solid. And yeah, yeah, and it ends with the line, uh, maybe just edit it in. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and I just looked over to her and I went, I'm sorry. I don't... (laughs) This like movie, you wrote this it. This movie's bad. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's the that's the chance you take on a franchise, you know. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one, of course, because I like to check back every week uh, to find out whether it ends with Bond lying on top of a woman. Mm. Yes. Certainly does. Yeah. And this time in thermal imaging, if I remember mm. correctly. Yes. It looks like a bit of a dead fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's not doing, yeah. I mean, there's only so much movement you can show in a PG-13 movie that's in 1999. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just quickly on budget before we final thoughts. Again, they managed to cover the $120 million uh, with product placement for this movie. It did well. Like, it did okay. But Mm. having that boost of that amount of money, then it did better than well. Perfect. Good enough for another movie. All right. Yeah, we'll be back. Maybe 50,000 likes. I'm not kidding. People (laughs) think I'm joking. I don't joke, Mason. I do serious movie commentaries. Well, that's pretty obvious. (laughs) Is this a good one? I don't know. I think maybe if... <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing, James. If we weren't in a position where we were forced to watch it by the number of likes the previous video were given, maybe if I was watching it, was a, it was a rainy day and I'm inside and it came on the TV, maybe you're like, I don't mind Pierce Brosnan. I don't mind Bond movies. I'll watch this Bond movie. But the fact that we're under the pump to watch it... Yeah, sure. ...and make notes about it... Yeah. Upsetting. Yeah. Didn't like it. Kind of boring. Kind yeah. of a waste of my time. So, of course, we will be back for Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. We're making our way through. 
Um, sorry, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that one, I guess, is nothing. I mean, it's entertaining. That's what I remember about it. I hope it, it is. Terrible. Yeah, we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. But of course, we also have a podcast called The Weekly Planet. Don't we, Mason? Yes. And we talk movies, we talk comics, we talk TV shows. All of those things have been a Bond thing. So definitely. It comes out every Monday morning. So if you want something to listen to in these times, this is a, yeah, use your times to listen to this one for good times. Don't you think? Yeah, the best times. Have I sold that really well then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, cool. Should I leave this bit in where I'm really happy with how well that went? Yes. <laughs> good. Excellent. Be proud of yourself. <laughs> If you've done a good outro, you know, flaunt it, baby. (laughs) Also, of course, uh, we run polls on Patreon to decide why, what and why we do these things. Oh, is there one that says why we do these things? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) They've got too much time on their hands. For money. They're nihilists for money. (laughs) Anyways, they will be back. They lost a series of bets that we don't know about yet. (laughs) Of course, we'll be back next week, so subscribe if you want to stick around for that. They're narcissists. They're doing it for the likes. We're doing it for the likes. Mm -hmm. But we'll see you next week and have a good time. Grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you real soon. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.